This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here this week. Uh, I very much have relationships on the brain, so I'm beyond excited about my guest today. Shasta Nelson is with me. She's a friendship expert. Uh, You've probably seen her on numerous TV shows, but I am going to be bringing her in in a minute. But first, I'm going to tell you what's going on with me. Uh, so I'm expanding, which is super exciting. I have so many new things happening in my life that I need more team members. And, uh, I've just had this whole interesting hiring experience. Um, I haven't ever tried to hire two people at once before. Um, but it's really kind of gotten me focused on a couple of things. One of which was, you know, a lot of people I think aren't getting their dreams because, Hiring has changed so much. Like people with all the instant, oh, just click this, click that, you know, Insta resume. It's amazing how many people out of like 300 who sent me applications in the first day for my job just literally did the quick submit and didn't personalize it at all, didn't even address some of the questions in my posting. So if you're trying to have it all and you're trying to look for a job right now, I'd just love for you to really think about, you know, no, you don't have to write an email to everybody, but if there's a job that really sticks out for you, make sure you do that little TLC because I can't emphasize how much like people underestimate the power of being someone's assistant or in any role, really. No matter what job you're applying for, you can change someone's life drastically. And I know like when you go into interviews, you're so worried about oh, will they like me? Trust me, we want to like you more than you could possibly want to like us because especially for me when I'm traveling with someone, it's truly like a boyfriend relationship. I mean, obviously not really, but I spend more time with that person than I do with any other person in my life. And if you look at it like that, like I've got to decide in two meetings and a couple email exchanges, like, don't you think I really want that person to be personal? So again, I mean, this isn't about me, it's about you. And I just want to encourage you that if you're, if you don't have it all and you are seeking those things, just make sure that you're going that extra mile and making sure you're really addressing what people want and answer the questions in their apps because, or in their, yeah, in their applications. Because a lot of times I'll say something as simple of send me an email and we'll send you more information just to see if people are paying attention. And a lot of them don't even read the whole thing. And then I just throw them away. It doesn't matter what their resume looks like. If they didn't follow my instructions, I know that they're not like really wanting my job and I weed them out. Okay, now on to the super fun part of today. So my guest, her name is Shasta Nelson, and I actually met her through Samantha Edis, who joined us a few weeks ago. 
Samantha, as we all know, is absolutely amazing. She has her book, The Pie Life, and she teaches us how to have everything we want in life in a yummy, gooey way, like that messy piece of pie. And uh, I think her friend Shasta is like, I don't know. I mean, she might just be the perfect piece of pie. I <laughs> We didn't have time. Oh, she chuckled. Yay. Um, we didn't have time to connect before. And as you know, like a lot of my guests have been my friends, but I was really excited. I, I started binge um, consuming all of her information because it was so interesting. Um, I honestly didn't know that a frentimacy expert existed or friendship expert, but Shasta is the CEO of girlfriendcircles.com. It's a women's friendship community to meet and make new and better friends. She's the author of Friendtimacy, how to deepen friendships for lifelong health and happiness and friendships don't happen. And then she's a speaker and she appears everywhere as a friendship expert, enriching people's lives in a crazy way. And a lot of people I'm sure have seen her on TV um, I don't watch as much TV as I probably should, but as I said, I literally was like friendship expert. Well, that sounds like having it all. So I literally, I have a ton of questions myself for Shasta cause I haven't talked to her before, but first Shasta, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to connect with you and meet you and love the, love the opening about the job applications and everything. It's a good example of how we want to help attract and bond people, <laughs> even people isn't, we want hiring us. Isn't it funny? It's like, I mean, I always even have my interns and everyone else um, participate in that because I think it's amazing when you see the letters that come in, like, you know, I'm looking obviously for someone who can cook and there's people with like tons of assistant experience, but they never acknowledge the cooking part. Mm. And I assume, I mean, I guess I'm supposed to assume that they cook or they wouldn't be, you know, submitting, but it is, it is interesting. And I think this does lead us into you exactly. It's like, how do we show up in friendships? Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, I would love for you to tell us what you think the state of friendships is today in the United States. Yeah, you know, I it's actually a little more, I guess I would say dismal. I actually think there's an epidemic of what I would call unacknowledged loneliness. And so most of us aren't walking around with loneliness like front and center, and we wouldn't quickly identify ourselves as lonely people because we have like this stigma of every time I'm in an audience and I ask, what's the first words that come to your mind when you think of the word lonely? And it's uh, really unfortunate that we have like, you know, depressed and sad and somebody who nobody likes and, you know, just kind of this long list of somebody who's isolated and like a hermit. But the truth is that most of us are, are lonely, whether we identify with like the new stereotype, the new profile of a lonely person is not this um, isolated person out in the woods that never has any social skills. It's actually a really busy, overpeopled person who just has more needs and more um, more things to be doing for other for everybody else. And we come home from work and we're exhausted, and the idea of like interacting is wearisome. And we're popular and we're well liked and we're accomplished and we're achieving and we have amazing people skills. And yet at the end of the day, we're still like lonely. We still don't feel known and have that intimacy, intimacy or what I call friendtimacy, kind of reminding us that we have needs more intimacy than just what romance can provide. And so when I ask uh, women on a scale of one to 10, how, how satisfied they are with their level of frentimacy, um, you know, women are twice as likely to put a one or a two as they are to put a nine or a 10. And the vast majority of us hover under a six. And so we, there's definitely a gap there between what we're currently experiencing and what we wish we were experiencing. 
Wow. You know, I mean, honestly, that half doesn't surprise me. Um, On the flip side, it is sad um, because, I mean, I've honestly had my periods in life where I've been incredibly lonely. And at those times, if I suggested anything like that on social media or anything, Mm -hmm. like people literally, like it was this weird thing where it was almost like I couldn't admit it without people are like, you're a celebrity. How could you be lonely? Like, Mm -hmm. but I think it goes into what I'm excited to be talking about today. And it's like, yeah, you can have people reaching out and like wanting your help and whatever, but they're not real friends. Like they you know, they might want to be my friends legitimately, or they might want to be my friends because they've seen me on TV, or they might be want to be my friends because they, a lot of people think I have a magic wand that could make them lose weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, sorting through that. And I mean, it wasn't for me, like the past few years, I have had that tight core, which I'll talk about, you know, in the course of this, like what shifted, but I would, I mean, I want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, no, what you're describing, I mean, we're more networked than we have ever been before in history. We know more people. We are interacting with people more. We are all engaged with a number of emails and interactions. And we, most of us feel like we don't even have time to stay in touch with the people we value. We don't feel like we're spending enough time with our kids. We don't feel like we're spending enough time with our significant other. We don't feel like we're spending enough time with the friends we already have made. And so when we think of being lonely, we just think that's crazy. <laughs> and yet, When I'm with an audience and when I start really talking about what loneliness is, simply our body's way of saying that we are craving a different kind of connection, that we have capacity for more love in a different way in our life right now. And so it's same with, it's like hunger. When we feel hunger pangs, um, it just means our body needs to be nourished. If we feel thirst, it means that we need to drink. If we yawn, we need to go to bed. And when we feel that loneliness, which is a really common feeling. It's our body giving us information. That's a good thing. That means the systems are working. And so what we need to do is start getting way more practiced at um, at hearing that signal and as opposed to shutting it down and like suppressing it and being like, no, that can't be true. People like me. I have friends. I can't be lonely. But to actually say, wow, that's interesting because I wouldn't have guessed it, but I'm feeling lonely. So what does that mean? And what kind of connection am I craving? And most of us are walking around starving and malnourished for uh, relational health and this is like the number one health issue and this is so fascinating and fun to talk with you about this today because undoubtedly what we eat and how we work our bodies out are a huge part of our health but there are studies showing and doctors going on record now saying that how we feel connected to other people and whether we feel supported in life will tell us more about our longevity and our overall health than um, any other issue including what we eat whether we exercise whether we smoke or not whether we're lifelong alcoholics or not whether we're obese Um, when it comes down to it uh, our body is you know is is meant for being nourished by love and relationships and we need to pay attention to it you know it's funny that you say that i recently saw something um that said that people who are single don't tend to live as long as people in relationships i'm like thank god i'm in one now because that would be another thing that would make me feel super lonely if i wasn't yeah, and when when what we want to identify here too is it's what kind of relationships we're all in, and so all of us are in a variety of relationships. And just being married or just dating doesn't mean that we're actually it's healthy and that it's nourishing and that it's True. fulfilling. Yeah. And so what we want is to really say we need healthy relationships, as many healthy relationships across the board as we can get, and um, and all of us can find that no matter what you know whether we have kids, whether we get married or not. The bigger and that's one of the reasons why I love talking about friendship 
is that we have culturally been obsessed with parenting. Like, well, you know, we're pregnant and women will go buy every single book on how to have a baby. And when we want to date, I mean, like just this whole industry on like trying to be good enough and find the right person. And yet the relationships that actually are showing to be most protecting of our health are the ones that are, are like the people we're not marrying and the, we're not birthing. <laughs> so all yeah. those other relationships are just so, so important. So if someone doesn't feel like if they're listening to this and they're like, oh, my God, like, I don't know that I have enough friends or I don't know my friendships are deep enough. Like, where does one begin to like even know one, if they're setting themselves up for health risk, but two, um, you know, even if it's not a health risk, um, like, I guess, where do we begin is the only way to put it. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I always say start with feeling it. Uh, the definition of emotional intelligence uh, is two things. Two, my, my favorite definition is two things. It's number one, the ability to accurately identify what we're feeling, which sounds so easy, but most of us actually, you know, when we're when we're bored, we call it hungry. When we're angry, we call it sad. I mean, we actually aren't as good as we'd like to think we are. And so one of the first things we have to do is actually say, wow, that's loneliness and name it. And the second step of emotional intelligence is then um, the being able to then make decisions about how to move ourselves back to a place of, of um, like in this case, connection. And so I teach in my first book, Friendships Don't Just Happen, that we have to make them happen. Um, I teach in that in that book four different types of loneliness, and I can go over them here because that might be interesting and helpful to our um, helpful to the audience to be able to identify their own loneliness. And so uh, the four different types of loneliness that are most common, one is simply we move to a new area and, you know, we're kind of the classic, like you just need to meet more people. And so that loneliness simply comes down to, I need more relationships to even kind of put into the pipeline, so to speak. Uh, the second type of loneliness is very common is where we know everybody and we're networked and we're social and we like are out every night and we're busy. And yet our loneliness comes from not having deep enough friendships, so feeling close enough to a few. Um, the third type of loneliness that's very common is we might have like one person that we kind of rely on, whether it's a sister or that one friend or, um, and so our loneliness doesn't come from not knowing how to, not having a deep friendship, but it's not, it's like putting too many eggs in one basket. And when we start feeling kind of resentful that that person can't be everything, it usually has less to do with that friendship and more to say, we need to build a bigger circle of friends. And so it comes from needing more relationships. So needing to develop um, additional friends that can tap different parts of us. And then the fourth area of, com of um, loneliness that's very common, Devin, is specific friends. And so these are friends who are going through a similar cause or similar issue. So it could be other friends who are having babies at the same time or other friends who are trying to lose weight or other friends who are um, have also gone, th gone through a divorce midlife or, you know, have survived cancer. And so in those cases, our loneliness doesn't reflect that we don't have amazing friends in our lives or big network. It simply acknowledges that we're looking for a connection in a specific area. So that might help kind of have all of us start tapping into where do, where's your loneliness right now that feels most resonant to one of those four? Because then your question of what we do with that is dependent completely on which of those four. Our strategy would differ if you need to meet more people rather than if you need to go deeper with a few for example wow yeah that's I mean it, it's really interesting and it's funny because I've talked about friendships a lot in its role of weight loss um just in that I really think that you if you want to be healthy you need at least a core that can be healthy um 
I want to, uh, we're going to go to break in a minute here. So I, I don't want to ask you the next big question, but what I would love for all the listeners to do is really think about like, are you covered in all those areas? Are you lonely in one of these areas? Um, because I think it's really interesting. I've been in some of those at, at one point in life and another. Um, and then Shasta will return with me and um, she's going to start uh, giving us tips as to what we do now that we know what we are so stay tuned everybody we'll be right back this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america What do you think of the price of gas these days? I can't take this! How'd you like to never have to pay for gas again, ever? Yes! Join a group that helps people save money and make money at the same time. We save money by giving a 10% rebate at the pump. Based on the average person spending $50 per week, that's $5 per week times 52 weeks or $260. That's right. You can save $260 per year with our membership. Plus, get paid for referring other members. Earn $25 for just referring two members. And you'll continue to get paid $25 for every two members that are referred by members on your team. You'll get paid daily. That's right. Get paid on your global gas card, Visa card every day. The maximum you can earn is $3,000 per day, seven days per week. This is literally a million program. $3,000 per day times 30 days is $90,000 per month. $1,080,000 per year. Wow. Plus, the GGC membership has many other benefits, such as gas tabs that can increase gas mileage by 10 to 15%. Unlimited cell phone and text for $40 per month with no contract. A discount pharmacy and travel program. And much, much more. All for $150. A one-time only charge. To enroll, simply go to www.vagas.globalgascard.com That's VA gas.globalgascard.com If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online Television. VoiceAmerica.tv Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Shasta Nelson, friendship expert extraordinaire. Um, I'm so excited to be here. I, you know, this is a topic that, I mean, I think we all think of friendships. We all have had lonely periods in our lives, no matter how awesome and cool we are. And I think it's so great that she's defining that for us. Um, so Shasta, now that you've broken it down and people have had time to think about like where their loneliness stems from when it comes in and out of their lives, like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, I you know. And this is where it's really helpful to identify those different types of, con- of common loneliness, because most of us make the assumption that if I'm lonely, I need to go meet more people. And the truth of the matter is the only out of those four different types of loneliness you don't have to go meet more people for most of them. Um, you know, possibly if you just move to an area, that one, yes, you do need to go meet more people. And possibly if you are like looking for specific friends because your loneliness is coming from having people who understand, like kind of get a common experience with you and you may not know those people in your network. But all the other types of loneliness really come down to wanting deeper friends. And this really, Devin, is what stemmed my second book because my first book was all about like how to make friends because that was what I kept hearing was that was where the loneliness was coming from and so we really focused on all the steps to making friends and what that looks like and how to do it in a healthy way and healthy expectations but then when I was doing more and more research on this I was like wow most people's loneliness doesn't come down to them needing to find new people it's that they need to foster better relationships with the people they've already met most of us have met enough people that could be our amazing friends and uh, because we have we don't know how to make the friendship deeper you know we just kind of network and we meet a whole bunch of people and we just keep adding people to this like <laughs> like Rolodex forever and it's kind of funny that we just keep thinking that if, like our best friend is going to be somebody that we discover and I'm really big that there is I mean there's women that we have chemistry with there's women that I connect with and I'm like I have like an instant girl crush I'm like oh I would love to be your friend but just liking somebody doesn't make a friendship we all have met women like that and we've never seen them again so just, so that's not a friendship and so really understanding what it means for most of us what, what you're asking is we have to actually know then how to deepen a friendship to meet our to meet our loneliness but that's where it's important for all of us to really identify is my loneliness coming from needing to meet more people or is my loneliness coming from needing to make my friendships better Hmm. you know for me it's interesting I have had trouble at times because of LA traffic Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) proximity is a big difference yeah like you meet these amazing women and then It's, you know, trying to fit everything in is tough because Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I could go have lunch with her for an hour and a half, but it's going to take longer than that round trip. And I know that, you know, I've had to nurture relationships in my immediate community since I've moved here. So I totally understand what you're saying. Um, I'm curious if you, you know, if you feel like you have a ton of surface friends, like what is your procedure for like, what does someone do? What, what should we go do? Yeah. So in my book, Friend to Missy, I 
I teach by definition what a healthy friendship is, and it's three things. And those same three things that start a friendship are the same three things that deepen a friendship. And so just really quickly, um, we'll just like give it all to your audience. Um, one of the t- one requirement of every relationship is positivity, and we can go back and unpack these um, if we have time. But positivity is basically they ha- it has to feel more good than bad. And we know from science that we have to have five positive interactions for every negative interaction. And positive interactions, so we have to have laughter, we have to have awe, we have to have pride, we have to share encouragement, we have to feel grateful. So all of that stuff comes into a, a relationship at the end of the day has to makes has to feel good. <laughs> We're choosing this relationship. We're not going to drive through traffic if it doesn't feel good. So that's the bottom line of um, all relationships. The second requirement of every healthy relationship is consistency. Consistency is means the repetition. It means building history. It means we keep doing it. So um, it means that if you and I met once and we loved each other and we had all this positivity in the world, if we never did it again, we aren't friends. And we have to keep doing that. And that's where we build trust and safety is because with consistent time comes consistent behaviors and we start feeling like we have this this uh, the structure of time logged. The third requirement of all relationships is vulnerability. Vulnerability, um, there's a lot of conversation in our culture about it being sharing our insecurities and shame, which is part of it. I teach five different types of vulnerability. And one of the ones I think is really important is to be talking about our what we're proud of, what we're celebrating, what we're good at. Um, another area of vulnerability is initiating and asking somebody to go out and meet with us and reaching out again, following up, that takes vulnerability. Or talking about a topic um, that we haven't often talked about with that particular person. And so there's a lot of different ways to be vulnerable, but basically it's sharing more about who we are and learning more about who they are. And so by definition, I can guarantee you that any relationship in your life that isn't feeling completely satisfying and fulfilling, it's because at least one of these three things is in lack. And you can evaluate any relationship in your life and the marriage, job, uh, friendships, and you can now go and say, okay, so wow, I haven't found myself really wanting to talk to this person. Why? Oh, is it because we hardly see each other? And so when we actually, our consistency is low. And so it's just, we don't have enough momentum or it's too much to catch up on. Or is it the positivity is low and I usually feel bad or just kind of blah when I leave? Or is it vulnerability is low? We get together and have a good time and we see each other every week, but we're not really sharing and so you can start really quickly identifying which area because for all of us it might look different in different relationships as to how we need to strengthen that friendship you know I thought it was interesting so as I was binge viewing you (laughs) in preparation for this since we're both so busy that we didn't um (laughs) you know actually have a conversation which honestly I'm kind of glad about like we obviously would have made it happen if I thought it was important but Um, I I thought it was going to be really fun since this is such a new topic to me. Like, obviously, it's not new in the sense that it's everybody's life and everybody has, you know, kind of experienced what you're talking about. We never talk about it or teach it. Yeah, right. Like, which is part of why I was first in awe of you. But one of the things that I thought was interesting was talking, I mean, reading about reciprocation and your take on that. Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, which piece... Specifically. It was basically <laughs> like you were saying, if someone, like if you're asking a lot, that's actually okay. Oh, yeah, and yeah. 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 I mean, I talk about my husband and I have a mutual relationship when it comes to housework. 
And that, that means he, that, but that does not mean that he vacuums half the living room and then leaves a vacuum cleaner there for me to do the other half of the living room. Like he does all the vacuuming, but he's never said to me, we don't have an equal relationship. I do all the cooking, you know, he does all the dishwashing for the most part. And so we, we figure out chores and responsibilities in our relationship and a friendship can be the same way. And we don't need to like have everything be 50, 50 in every single area. And I think so many of us, and it usually comes down to a fear of rejection. We have so, and, and it comes down to women's friendships. We don't have a good history of ending well when we end. So therefore, when somebody's not reaching back out to us or calling us or inviting us, we get our feelings hurt and we go through this tape and I watch this kill. This is probably the number one complaint that comes in is women say, I'm tired of always being the one to reach out to her. Or if I reach out and nobody reaches back and they're not initiating and we interpret that as them not liking us or as us having to do all the work. And I just say, hey, if you get the end of the day, they say yes more often than not and you get that time and you're building that friendship. At the end of the day, all we need are positivity, consistency, and vulnerability and you will reap the rewards of a relationship. And it does not need to be, we're not tracking and caring who is initiating those things more to do with you get the benefit. Like this is not you giving to her, this is you giving to you. (laughs) And that's really important. is you creating the friendship and we live in a world where just most people are not trained in friendship they're not paying attention to it they're not like thinking about it and doing intentionally they're busy they're exhausted they're weary and I think for those of us who are able to just say this matters to me I'm becoming more aware in this area and I will keep reaching out and as long as the other person seems grateful says yes more often than not or says oh my goodness I can't do it this time but let me try again then I think we can just let you know just let's keep giving that gift to friendship and that does not mean that we're like we still get mutuality um, absolutely in fact I, I don't want to go on and on about this but I think it's really interesting that most of us actually aren't good judges I have a whole chapter in my book on this on all like all the different reasons why we're not good judges of who's giving more to each other and it's really fascinating because you can I have one well no one woman and she'll say well I'm always doing all the giving in this friendship I did this and I did that I I hired her for graphic design to help give her work and I helped her with her son's wedding and I da 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 and then you know I talk to the other woman and the other woman says to me I do all the giving in that relationship like I did all this really cheap graphic design work for her and like I put up with her at my son's wedding like (laughs) going on and on and taking control and just talking all about herself and and it's really funny that they both view it as them doing all the giving and so I really think we have um, a problem where 84% of women claim to be in a, a relationship with a toxic person and either we're all friends with the same 16% of toxic leeches or yeah. funny enough, somebody thinks we're the toxic one, you know? So, I mean, it's just really, we need to step back and just take a deep breath and say, at the end of the day, I need healthy relationships and I am brave enough and I'm courageous enough to just keep reaching out. And I'm going to trust that if they really don't want to go, they're going to say no several times. And that's okay. It reflects more on what they want in life and what they're about and not a reflection of me. And um, we can't just stay in our loneliness out of that fear. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I have my girlfriend, Maria, who I talk about as, you know, Oprah's best friend, Gail, sort of sometimes. And, you know, she's my friend who is the one who sees me every week, probably a few times a week. Um, But she's also 
the one who lives close, granted, I like bribed her with pumpkin muffins, which are her favorite thing in the whole world, to, you know, come to me even when she lived far. I was like, you have free pumpkin muffin. Like, I'll have them. I was like, basically, if you move down here, when she was considering moving, I'm like, you'll have free, free pumpkin muffins at all time, which I actually nice. have, I, I have held up. Um, and in LA, you know, like, I don't know, in LA, as I said, the traffic thing, that's one of my blocks. But, but she's also like, I think part of it that I realized, because I used to feel bad sometimes when I didn't connect. Um, like we have so much in common that our both of our idea, almost like, again, a boyfriend relationship, even though that's not what I mean. Um, our idea of a great Friday night is to jump on our bikes, which she stores hers at my house. Another Aww. way to get her here. Um, Cause she's not like, she can't just ride down the hill to the beach. And then, um, you know, we'll go for a long bike ride. We both love poke bowls. So we'll get our poke bowl and Aww. come home and hang out. And, you know, a lot of my other girlfriends who I adore just as much as people mm -hmm. um, do like, bottomless mimosas on Sunday afternoon and like I am not a bottomless mimosa girl in any way but it doesn't make them any less dear to me and it doesn't make them care any less um it's just a lot easier for me to see Maria because we inherently like want to yeah. do the same stuff we you know like I don't know it's interesting I mean we eat the same food even like you know, and, and she's the girlfriend I take when I get the free vacation, you know, in exchange for a cooking demo or whatever. Nice. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, that's, I, a, that's a great example of how we know that a friendship has, well, like, so I teach five different circles of friendship, um, and what's, and it just shows the different degrees, like the more like the depth of friendship. And what I'm always saying is you just illustrated it perfectly is that, uh, Putting somebody in the deeper friendship category doesn't mean we love them more. It means we practice the three behaviors of friendship more. And so what you're doing with your friend is you're practicing those, like, because of your commonalities, it increases the consistency, it increases the positivity, and it can increase the vulnerability, perhaps, in certain ways. And so really what we're trying to do is commonalities are important, not to the degree that we think they are with research showing us, but they are important as they help us do those three things. And so, yeah, you're completely right. It has nothing to do with you loving her more, but it has to do with you are, because of dynamics in your relationship, you're getting to, do, you're doing, you're being more consistent, you know, and you are loving each other well and having the positivity. And because you're more consistent, you're spending more time with each other. You can't really do vulnerability and positivity without logging in interactions and time together and so really the more consistent we are with somebody the more we have the opportunity to do the other two so yeah you're exactly right and that's so beautiful that you guys have a ritual and have ways set up in order to help foster that friendship well I think it's also awesome because it just makes it I, I think it makes everything you said brainless um if that makes sense, like, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, and again, like, I just had never verbalized it in the mm -hmm. same way. But mm -hmm. it definitely, like, I feel bad that I don't see some of my other friends. And I know I shouldn't. Um, but it's like, wow, this person is so nice to me. They're generous. When I see them, they're just an overall mm -hmm. generous person. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I have a lot more trouble connecting on a regular basis. Um, and busy can take over because you have to fit it in a little more. Yeah. Um, well, what you two have done well is you've automized, you know, automatic made, made automatic some of those things together. And the more we can take out the logistics. And so the more we can say, this is what we do together. This is our tradition, or this is us every on the 
Tuesday night we do this or on Sunday, every, the first Sunday of every month we do this or this is how we hang out. Then you're, get, you're letting go of all the other logistics of like back and forth emails and scheduling and trying to find time in the calendar and all the other stuff. So no, you guys, that is such a beautiful example of what helps that friendship feel easier. And it's not that it was automatic or brainless because you had to put quite a bit of brain into it at some point. But yeah, what you is the more you can automate something, uh, certainly you get more of the benefit with less of the logistics. Hmm. Um, so we are heading toward another break. I can't believe like this is going so quickly. Um, I feel <laughs> like I have 4 million other questions for you and I think I may try to get you on my calendar, <laughs> but we still have a, you know, we still have plenty of time left in the show today. And what I want to talk to you about, and we'll come back to the depths of friendship. And I know people are going to want your books and things, but I, I when we come back, I really want to talk to you about how this became a career for you. I know you started as a coach, but I, I admire you for heading into a space that is, you know, there's 5,000 chefs. I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, but there's know. only one you. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I definitely, I have my niche. I have my, you know, I, I want people to find the fun in eating healthy. And, and I, I hope that I'm, you know, helping people have it all, obviously, or I wouldn't be doing the show. So, I mean, I agree, but but I think there's a difference between, well, actually, honestly, like a million years ago, nobody else cared about healthy and exactly. people thought I was nuts for doing this. And I'm so, I mean, it went from ugh, healthy to how'd you get on Biggest Loser? So, um, I mean, I get that. But as I said, when we come back, I would love for you to kind of take us through the steps of how you decided to go from, you know, more traditional coaching to this because again I think like I just admire you so much for seeing something and following a dream because clearly you're incredibly passionate about this and brilliant with it oh thank you I look forward to sharing that okay stay tuned everyone we'll be right back change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel i'm busy and so is my family leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore just ask my bathroom scale that all changed when i found freshly for less than ten dollars a meal freshly delivers six meals a week always fresh never frozen prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best freshest gluten-free ingredients the best part is the menu is always new and fresh just like the food and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast lunch or dinner and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes my family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so i eat healthy all day every day if you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout try out freshly.com today and save twenty dollars on your first order using coupon code vah639 at freshly.com your taste buds and your scale will thank you so save twenty bucks today with coupon code vah639 at freshly.com Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. 
What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. I'm back with Shasta Nelson, friendship expert. Um, today's show has been so much fun, and uh, it's just a topic that I I honestly didn't know. I mean, in looking, I have no idea how I hadn't seen her, given she's been on so many TV shows and she has two amazing books. I sometimes think I spend too much time with my head in an oven when I meet people like her. Um because her work is just so insanely awesome to me. And honestly, like right now I'm super blessed with friendships, but it hasn't always been that way. I mean, even, I don't know, is, is like five years ago when I was on the road constantly and I, I didn't have depth in my friendships because people would invite me places and I'd say no, not because I didn't love them, but because I was on a plane and then they stopped inviting me, which was the worst. Cause then when I did get home, like I would have to be like, hi, I hope you didn't forget about me. I still love you. Um, but anyway, so as I said, I think one of the things that I admire so much about Shasta is that she's grabbed a space that, I didn't know existed. And I'm just curious, Shasta, I know you said you started as a coach, like a more traditional coach. Um, how did your career come about? Yeah, it is so interesting because there is, it's so funny now to hear that, that it actually is a space. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, when I first started doing this, I really was passionate about just all relationships in general. But I kept um, kind of hitting my head against the wall, just being like, why is everyone just keep focusing on romantic relationships? Like every magazine, you know, we need new sex tips. We need new, like it was just on, it was like overdone on just like what we're supposed to be doing with this one relationship. And then the whole parenting thing. And I kept being like all the research, you know, and I was working with clients. And I was teaching workshops and classes and running communities. And I just kept being like all the research keeps coming down to like the bulk of the relationships in our lives. And there's only going to be so many kids and so many like lovers and usually only one at a time and so we're talking about a small number of those relationships and most of us spend the vast majority of our day like you said at the beginning of the show with the people we work with you know or with like so many other people that are influencing and impacting our lives and so it was really more just me asking the question like why are people not talking about this relationship and this one is really tricky people have a hard time like they show up they go to book clubs or they go to they join something thinking you you know, like, like that's the typical advice if you want to make friends, like go join something, but you can join something and like still not feel like you know how to make friends. And so I really just kind of started, it was never this big grand plan. It was just more of like, a, there was this empty vacant space and I felt like people needed to be talking about it. People needed uh, to be learning about this. We needed to be understanding the research around this. And so I just kind of started going down that path and before long um you know I just knew what there was to know and I was starting to say like this isn't that helpful and I was when I started like I need to write a book and I was teaching classes and so yeah it's just momentum and I think that's true for almost any of us probably is just kind of like you take the next step and then you're in that space and you see the next need and and keep going forward but yeah it's 
fun to look back and realize that this industry did not exist. And now, um, and now we have more magazines and more media actually caring about it, which is fabulous. Well, and yeah, I mean, I want to take a second to like congratulate you too, because I mean, I think a lot of times I'm guessing you heard this at some point. And again, I think it's a million percent brilliant and we all need it. And I wish I would have found you when I was struggling because people will tell you that friendships in LA are hard and they can be, and just depending, a lot of it's circumstances, but some of it is, as you said, like you making the effort and, you know, it's, um, I mean, how, how did your book deal come about? Because I, I hear your passion. You obviously know what you're talking about. You have real tips. Like, how did that come about that you were able to convince someone? Because I'm guessing at some point someone's like, a friend expert? You can't do that. <laughs> no, I got, I got that so much. It's a really thoughtful question. And even I remember back in the day, I hired a publicist to help say, we need to start having magazines cover, ish, you know, cover this in articles. And I remember hiring a publicist to start sending things to um, magazines. And they would just be like, oh, we covered friendship a couple years ago in our May issue. And I was like, and yet you cover like how to lose five pounds every single month. Like this has to be at least as that important, you know, and I kept being like, uh, yeah, so it, so it is so nice to see a shift where now the magazines are calling me being like, we need a friendship expert, you know, but back then they were just like, what's, why, what, what was the point of that? And they just, and my book deal, my first one was a really hard sell, you know, uh, a lot of publishers were just like, ah, yeah, we, we sold a book on friendship, you know, five or six years ago and it just didn't sell well. And, you know, women will walk into bookstores. Again, the publishers were saying women walk into bookstores wanting romance and wanting parent stuff. And they just know, no woman is walking into a bookstore thinking she needs help with her friends. And I, you know, that's where it's always been such a hard space for me because I was like, just because they don't know they have a need, <laughs> they need this, you know, and, and most of us, um, have a hard time. Like that's, that's the space I've been in. I feel like I'm always a little bit ahead of and having to convince people of their need. Um, and once I start talking, I think people are quick to say, oh, actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, I did, would like more meaningful friendships, but most of us aren't walking around uh, like feeling that as present as I wish, as I wish we were, because it's a really important area to our health and our happiness. Well, and I'm really glad you shared that because, I mean, I have the same experience too. People are like, oh, healthy, boring. Like they just assumed that I was putting like hummus on God knows what <laughs> and t trying to force feed people. Yes, yes. And yeah, I mean, I, the number I actually paid a public, it's kind of funny. I paid a publicist, the publicist that I paid the most got me no work and um, came back and said, yeah, you're not relevant. Mm. And it was funny because two weeks later, someone came out of the blue, like, someone who was young and hungry and who literally was like, I just left XPR firm. I really believe in you. I don't think you've gotten enough press. I love what you do. And I would love, and she literally charged me a fifth of what the oh, other person nice. got me like a major, major media appearances. So nice. It's like, thank you for saying, you know, that I'm not relevant because you didn't do your job. And, and I think that that's just important for people to hear because as you said, like, I think this is such an important space. I'm glad that you're getting out there more um, because honestly, I think everything does come down to friendship and yeah, you're lonely at home. You're eating like mm -hmm. that's the honest. you totally. can 
you can be a better weight loss, loss expert than I can. No, they're, they are connected. You're absolutely right. And I know, I think, I think my industry, if we call it that, is still has so much room to improve because even now, like every once in a while, um, you know, we think about a TV show and we pitch a TV show idea and people will say, um, you know, the pr- producers or whatever will just be like, yeah, you know, caddy is what sells and you know, we need more conflict and we need more fighting. And that would be like the equivalent of in your industry saying we need a show only about the unhealthy and like everybody just like, we, like in your industry, we at least now have TV shows helping people get to what we would call healthy and having different shows that model that. My industry is not there yet. Like we still, um, we still think that the only thing that sells is the is being mean and and toxic and that kind of stuff, which is okay to talk about. But really, we need to be talking about how to repair those. Like we don't just need to keep highlighting toxic relationships. We actually need to say what can we be doing to show up differently to heal and to repair some of these or to end some of them in healthy ways and create better ones. But yeah, I I can get you can get me all on a soapbox about how. Well, to be honest the number of times I've been offered like put teenage girls in sports bras and yell at them oh. um, as a television show and things like that that I just can't get behind oh. like I yeah. I want people to be nurtured and loved and like you know feel great at the end of the day not watch a TV episode back and be like oh yeah what happened of us you know more shame in this world I know it's unfortunate that that's often how we how things sell but yeah I love that to what you and I want to do in the world. It's like we're trying to help be healthy people and healthy relationships and it matters so much even if it doesn't sell all the time. <laughs> so what if if someone's sitting here going, oh my God, I totally agree and they have a lot of people in their life. Like what do you recommend that they do to deepen a friendship without coming off as a freak? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's great. I, I a, say that, I don't really think anybody <laughs> would, but we all in our own heads think, oh God, if I re, you know, if I X, Y, or Z, they're going to think I'm a freak. But yeah, no, that's our fear. And it's usually very unfounded. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's identifying the few people. Like if most of us know a ton of people, it's really identifying it. I would aim for three to four. Um, you know, research shows that one really close friend is not as satisfying and as protective for our health and you start getting over six and you can see where it's like you can't be that consistent and that vulnerable with that many people and have time and energy for all of that and so I kind of aim for three to four and just kind of think in your head and maybe you maybe you will throw another one in there just to realize that not all of them are going to have the space and time in their lives right now to foster it and you're okay with that you just kind of need a couple more than what you have and so I would really kind of be intentional about who you're inviting and start um, start just being willing, being the initiator. And that could mean saying, oh, I'm going to throw a party and invite all five or six of them over and so they can start getting to know each other and that that's one way. And then I might reach out to one and be like, I'm going to be in your neighborhood and let's do this. And you just kind of like start trying different invitations and knowing that they're not all going to stick. We're all very busy people. And yet the more, this is the secret is that we all make more time for the people that we know really well and feel really safe with and have the high level of intimacy. And so at the beginning stages, it is a lot more of the having to reach out and kind of schedule that in through two or three weeks in advance, which we hate. And we get, we are like, I don't want those kinds of friendships. But the good news is once you've done that for a while with your, as you get more and more like the benefits of the friendship, then it becomes way easier to be like, Oh yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. I'll make time tomorrow. Let's do that. Or like, Oh, this just canceled. And suddenly you want to fill your life with those 
people. So you just have to know it's like exercise. You go to the gym and you're not going to like get all your goals met the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, but you just have to keep doing it and know that a few months out, uh, the results are going to be amazing and you're going to have so much more energy. You're going to feel so much stronger. And I think that's, I mean, it's very similar to friendship. So we just can't give up. We can't go to the friend gym once and be like, well, that didn't work. That wasn't that meaningful (laughs) and just kind of give up. And so I think it's really sticking with it and knowing that the more you do it with each other, the more you practice those three things, the more benefits you're going to have, the more love you're going to feel, the more intimacy you're going to experience. And so it really is worth the investment. And then if somebody is feeling like they're not connect, like people aren't connecting back, is there, like, do you just say move on or is there a self-reflective exercise or something that people can do to be like, am I being a good friend? Like, how do you start doing that? Is this in your book? I bet this is in your book. Well, that, the really quick and easy question answer to that is actually if people go to my website, ShastaNelson.com, there's a quiz at the top and it scores you in all three of the areas on what kind of a friend you are um, in positivity, consistency, and vulnerability. So it will give you your scores and it will then send you a report of which one's your lowest and what things you can do to help raise that. And so absolutely, it's a great question of like showing up and saying, am I bringing enough joy to the relationships when we interact or am I leaving people exhausted, you know, or feeling bad about themselves after I'm done talking to them or am I showing, am I sharing too much? Am I being too vulnerable for the level of relationship I have with this person or am I not being sharing anything and not being vulnerable enough, you know, or is it simply that I'm not ever reaching out to people or not making time for people? And so you can go take the friend intimacy quiz and that would be a good starting place to at least kind of improve how you are as a friend. But if you feel like people are, um, you know, if I have one friend that I keep reaching out to and she keeps kind of saying, oh, I can't make it, I can't make it, I'll eventually say to her or text her email or whatever weird form of communication we're using and be like, I, I would always still love to get together with you, but I just don't want to bother you at all. And so I, I just feel like I'm starting to bother you. And so please know that I'm totally available to do something with you anytime, but I, I don't want to keep bothering you or something, you know, where you're kind of like giving them an out. And um, more often than not, the person will write back and be like, no, 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 I really want to like, I'm so sorry. And it kind of just shifts the conversation a little bit. Or otherwise, at least it says you, at least you didn't just like ghost them and like just, you know, like it's gone. But this way now, if they haven't heard from you, they know why. Right. No, that's, I mean, that's really good advice because, I mean, especially for those of us who are trying to have it all, um, people are busy, you know, like between kids and, and everything else. I mean, there are times where I'm just a lousy friend and I mean, I try to respond back and say something helpful, but other times I just, um, I don't know. I don't know how to well, I will, say, I will say the one thing you can do if you feel like you're not a good initiator or you feel like you're not coming through for your friends, the thing that balances it all out is gratitude. Across the board, women who do all the initiating, they get burned out of initiating and they start, but all it takes is the other person saying, thank you so much for always reaching out to me. I know I suck at it and I know I don't do it well, but you are like saving our relationship by doing this. And I love it. I am so appreciative. Even though I have to say no so much, please keep doing it. I love it. And the more we can show gratitude and affirmation, every woman I've asked just says that would make all the difference. And that just is the equalizer. And so even when we fail, being grateful for how the other person is giving is such an equalizer in friendship. Well, thank you so much. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate all of your great info. Tell us one more time how we can get more info about you. 
Yeah, ShastaNelson.com is probably the central gathering place. And then um, Friendships Don't Just Happen was the book about how to make friends and the five different circles of friendship. And then Friendtimacy is the book about how to deepen friendships and how to go through conflict and repair relationships. Perfect. Well, I am looking forward to creating a friendship of some level with you. Yes, <laughs> and, please. Um, and I hope to see everybody back here next week. Everybody go to ShastaNelson.com and have a great week. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week. stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers